When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish, the podcast that lets its freak fag fly. Oh, oh, oh. We let you fly. Yeah, I have wings. <laughs> Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I'm what? scanning. What? Oh, I thought that was an old school telephone. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What? What, are you, what's, what are you scanning for? Fags. Gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are, we're talking about gaydar We're going to talk about gaydar. I'm, I'm very excited about this. I, I have... This, several pages yeah this might be the longest you. episode we've ever had oh we'll we see what love happens it long uh but first <laughs> but first news time for the news shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news 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 okay news the first great so you've probably already heard about this because you're you and um uh it turns out that new york city pride has banned cops mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. until 2025 Police officers have to stay at least one block away from all Pride events, um, effective immediately. Uh, well, not, I mean, immediately. <laughs> not much right now to... I mean, that's what the article says, effective yeah. immediately. Oh, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, y- y- yeah, so, quote, New York City Pride seeks to create safer spaces for the LGBTQIA plus and BIPOC communities at a time when violence against marginalized groups, specifically BIPOC and trans communities, has continued to escalate the sense of safety that law enforcement is meant to provide can instead be threatening and at times dangerous to those in our community who are most often targeted with excessive force and or without reason yeah Yeah. i i I will say that as someone who only recently within the past couple years came around on this like uh, um i i understand especially white gays like police should be able to be there and we're making so much progress in gay things that they like, it's great to sh- like if police can show solidarity with pride and all of that, I now understand was my coming from a place of white privilege mm-hmm. that I didn't see the threat that police have. Like if what I am now understanding is that it is not the same for me going to pride and seeing a, or just going anywhere and seeing a police officer. Like, yeah. and, and so it, you add that compound that with the fact that, Stonewall's literally a celebration of fighting the police. <laughs> like, it, it, if you have a celebration of a, a America's, like, reunification, you don't bring Confederates. Like, right. you know, it's just like, <laughs> you don't bring, like, you. it's just, it's a celebration of our fight against the police. So yeah. If, yeah. if the race issues aren't enough for you, like, it, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I forget who it was. I think it was on Twitter. Somebody was saying, if it weren't for the police, we would never have had Stonewall. Well, I don't I don't think that's the message you're looking for there. Oh, but. thank you, police. I didn't think of whether it should be dedicated to the police. We're, oh, we're, God. we're so glad we, you oppressed us so that we could throw stuff. It's funny. I have I have um, an even more privileged, I guess, or like a, like a tougher road to hoe. What am I trying to say? Hot. 
my dad as a cop mm-hmm. like from from infancy i remember being around people in uniform mm-hmm. and my dad being one of them and so like like uniformed cops are comforting in a weird way yeah like yeah. um and getting over that and realizing that like oh no other people yeah. like rightly so see them and are terrified yeah so uh it's it, it takes some some getting over that i guess yeah um, yeah yeah i think getting used to the fact that like you and like probably the data says you are safer around cops mm-hmm, i don't know mm-hmm. for sure but i'm just guessing like and it's not about your it's about everyone being included so yep 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 um also it's not that there will be no security at new york city pride they have contracted out security forces that are actually being trained in part by new york police department which i think is interesting but um but they have just they're budgeting for security and are hiring it done okay trained by police is like really odd because the entire thing around the police is like don't use police tactics like it's trying to people in general want to retrain the police or not i don't that's very weird to me well and a lot of security forces that are available are um just ex-cops anyway Mm. need to turn that off don't i um yeah i i plainclothes cops are allowed right i don't think so i don't know like if you're a gay cop you're allowed to be there as like a person before this I, I remember that being the discussion of like plain plain clothes oh meaning like if you're a gay cop like show up in your regular day-to-day attire while off duty yeah while off duty sure yeah yeah, yeah. sure yeah, 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 yeah maybe i mean i how could they stop you i'm not on the clock fuck you nypd <laughs> uh, uh anyway 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 that's that's that very interesting yeah I, i'll be curious how seattle handles it because we've also been a center of police violence against protesters. And... Yep. Yep. News of the second. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> Her show will no longer be happening. Yeah. She's off the air. Yeah. And so what I think is interesting. So she went through all of this like workplace misconduct stuff and harassment stuff and mm-hmm. everybody finding out that she's actually in a horrible person <laughs> stuff. Um, but she's playing this PR game pretty hard right now to yeah. say that it was her decision to not be on the air anymore. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, I've achieved... All- okay, this is what you say when your thing is canceled. I've said everything I needed to say through this, mm-hmm. so it's time for me to move on. Like, there, you can't argue with an artist's decision that they've said what they need to say. Like, Ellen, you said the same thing for fucking this entire... T- her show is not saying anything yeah i I don't watch it so i don't know that i just like i don't she it's like daytime happy talk show like yeah how is that different than when you the first year you did this yeah yeah how much awkward dancing can you do (laughs) and have it still be fresh (laughs) um so she she's saying quote if it meaning workplace misconduct if it was why i was quitting i would have not come back this year she said on the Today Show, I really did think about not coming back because it was devastating. I am a kind person. I am a person who likes to make people happy. Um, Nielsen ratings data shows that the Ellen DeGeneres show had lost more than a million viewers since the start of the of season 18, um, which they're saying 
at least Pink News is saying that that suggests that the the damage done to her reputation is probably permanent. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, nothing, in, especially in showbiz, like we have a high capacity to f- forgive shitty things if we like the things, if we like them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are still listening to us. So <laughs> uh, um, we haven't like completely like blown it. I don't think. Not yet. Because it's a pandemic. Oh God! <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I just—it's—it's it's interesting. It's interesting. She says, "My instincts told me it's time." <laughs> my, well, when my ratings also saved, your ratings, Ellen. <laughs> my instincts kicked in. <laughs> uh, as a comedian, I've always understood the importance of timing. <laughs> in all seriousness, I truly have felt like next season was the right time to end this amazing chapter. Yeah. Fuck you, Ellen. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. News the last. Yeah. Okay. Great. So. You do you do you know Pennsylvania Representative Brian Sims? Yeah, he's hot, right? He's so hot, Daddy Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, Dan. He's on the wall in my playroom. Oh God, <laughs> great! That's something that Brian Sims can't unknow if he hears this. Um, Brian Sims, who is a Democrat in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives and is the first openly gay legislator to be elected in that state. And um, he's apparently not only hot, but a really good person. He donated a kidney to his neighbor. Damn. Yep. He posted on Twitter. Um, well, and then posted on Twitter about it. So I get to judge him for that a little bit, right? Sure. Great. Sure. Although he didn't say anything about it at the surgery, which happened in uh, January. Um, he He's just posted last week three days ago um family last night my parents came into town for the first time since my surgery last january and we had dinner with the recipient of my kidney and his husband families come in all shapes and sizes ours is pretty special and yeah, that's a fucking adorable way to say it too because he didn't say it's about me he talking about flipping gay families and shit yep yep uh and sims who is currently running for lieutenant governor of pennsylvania revealed in may of 2020 that he had donated a kidney earlier in the year so it's not just january it's a year ago january um anyway anyway so uh yeah he's a good person and has one less kidney which i guess that's one way to lose some covid weight um and uh and he's hot i I went in for my organ reduction (laughs) that's a joke on something that i forget yeah horse sticks (laughs) organ reduction also he puts the slur in legislator. I mean, okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, all right. Just just because I've missed you. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that's. I guess that's it. That's it. Oh no, I remember what I wanted to talk about. Oh fuck off! How okay, come well, he can give kidneys? I thought we couldn't donate kidneys. I thought we couldn't donate anything. Not maybe blood, he not... hasn't had sex. <laughs> maybe I... he's a virgin. Oh God. That's. I mean, that's fine. It, it, that's 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 a that's that's a waste of meat if you ask me. But like, if if he, if he's well, if he's, he's isn't he is he married or? I, don't I know. guess you don't have to have sex to be married or dating anyone. We shouldn't uh, imply that, but uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, isn't it the same thing about blood? Right. That's the thing. I was under the assumption that we could not donate tissues either, but I might have outdated data. And Did so Dan's, Dan's going to tell us. Can I be an organ donor? Anyone can be a donor. Organs are matched based on body size, blood type, medical urgency, and geographic location. Race, gender, or sexual orientation of the donor or recipient is never considered in regards to matching. Hmm. Okay, maybe they do the thing that we like said, like, why don't you test blood? Yeah. 
for HIV. If you're wor- like maybe they're so in need of of organs that they act, they do that to get more. Or, or maybe it was okay for him to give that kidney because they're both gay. They're like as long as you're not tainting the straight it's, people. Here you go. It's gay go to for gay. It. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Gay to gay organ donors. Same website. I can't donate blood. Is it the same for organs, eyes, and tissues? Organ and tissue donation are regulated by different federal standards. As of now, the FDA, which oversees blood and tissue donation, has regulations in place which can limit what can be donated by gay men. These limitations are not the same for organ donation. Gay men in the Mm. U.S. have been both living and deceased organ donors, and the transplants they made possible have saved countless lives. If you're deceased, are you an organ donor or are you yes. <laughs> or are you just <laughs> down an organ when you like um that's the news. That's the news. Um well, speaking of people who are donating, mm-hmm. not necessarily their organs. Send your kidneys to Send post office kid- box 19882 <laughs> standard rates of <laughs> Seattle, Washington 98109. I would like to thank the following Patreon members. Odin uh, this one I'll have to take several takes at to figure with out the it. Norse god. Uh, yes. Okay. Gods love us, yeah. except for the Christian. Ones. Well, you know how those Vikings do. Mm, they <laughs> do. <laughs> Man, I miss that talk. That was. <laughs> um, sorry, we're back in it. Um, Ariane Widener, Ariane Widener, Ariane Widener. Said Ariane Grande's sister. <laughs> None of those are. Yes. <laughs> uh carl thank you carl <laughs> carl <laughs> um and nick the dick nick the dick yeah who specifically requested that be the name great thank yes. you yeah yes i mean because why not uh if you want to be a patreon member you get bonus episodes content uh quarterly patreon happy hour uh a bunch of other stuff go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast yeah do it Gator. You want to talk about Gator? Yes, okay. I do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just going to talk about the word for a second. I yeah, yeah. presumably. <laughs> yeah, well, this, I mean this this is a, a a big topic. Like this, we have not. Why haven't we not done this topic to this point? I mean, well, you got to leave them wanting more, Kyle. Yeah, you, you got to like. Isn't that Harvey Milk? You got to give them hope. Oh. Okay. No, I think that that applies. Sure. That applies. Okay. There are lots of there are lots of no brainer topics that we haven't done because we want you to have yeah, hope that yeah. we'll get to it someday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Harvey Milk said that at sometime after he fucked someone. Yeah, even wanting more. Yeah, exactly. Or exactly. Just blew him. Okay. What? Uh, Gator. Gator. Yeah. Um. I also think like it's just such a very. Uh, sometimes we don't do like obvious topics because I think it's more fun to pick random things. So mm-hmm. I also. Is gator gator is not necessarily a stereotype. It's about serious. I don't know. It's this weird meta yeah. thing, which I don't know. Yeah. yeah tell, oh. Well, plus, like, this episode could be just as simple as: Is it real? Nope. Mm. Okay, this has been gayish, right? Like, <laughs> what? I mean, is that your final answer that you don't think it's real? I think we should. I think we should discuss. You, okay. We well, should, I, should I, but talk. I do want to get your opening should, take. Like before this, did oh. you think it was real? Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. And then I, at the end, I want to say like after research and after this discussion do we so, think it's real just in case people have no idea what we're talking about because i don't know their their 
dead. I don't know. The overlap of listeners who don't know what Gadar is and are listening to us is very interesting to me. I want to know more about you. Please let us know who you are. Yeah. So we can wonder why you are. Okay. You can tell. You can. Uh, But Gadar, Gadar is the belief that you can detect another, not another, is the belief that you can detect a homosexual just by their mannerisms, way of speaking, etc. Yep. 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 Um, And, and I've got to like, I've got to say, I, 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 I believe in it, and I wait. I, but that you have to say, is that your final answer? Well, you're gonna and you're gonna learn stuff, and then say if that holds true. Yeah, I will say because I already did this research, so I now have an opinion. Before this, I believed it was real. That's all I'll say for now. Okay, all right. You, like, reluctantly, I was like, you know, based on everything we talk about, I don't want to think that it's real because it's. Well, and for me, it's never like I don't think of it as being like the light turns green or it doesn't turn green. Like it's not mm. a binary thing. Like oh, boop, oh for sure. It's more like a like a like a scale, like a Geiger counter, a radiation meter, mm-hmm. and like it it's it percentages, okay. right? Like what's the likelihood that this person is gay? And like I kind of dial them in a little bit, and like when it get a really high reading, seems like it's pretty right. Okay. But well, uh, I will present. Later in this episode, I will present the pages of scientific data and see if that changes. Great. Okay, but the word. The word. So, gaydar is, as near as I can tell, lots of... So, it's a portmanteau, which we'll talk about that too. Portmanteau uh, of, of gay and radar. And according to the interwebs um, and this uh, this study that i found called gaydar and the fallacy of objective measurement which you're going to go into studies mm. who is that by andrew gelman gregor Matson, and daniel simpson oh no okay interesting uh anyway so gaydar colloquially refers to the ability to accurately glean others sexual orientation from mere observation was that colloquially yes <laughs> great it's a good wine um so it's the portmanteau of gay and radar and according to this it first emerged in print among gay and lesbian comedians in the mid 1990s i saw something that said 80s there are examples there are examples of people claiming that they've heard it earlier there are definitely like folk etymologies that go back before Mm. the mid 1990s clearly somewhere after the invention of radar um for it to work as a concept mm. so it's a, it's a 20th century creation yeah but um yeah uh delalo and Krumholtz in 1994 is one of the first uh printed examples of gaydar uh it became the name of a popular international dating website in 1999 did you ever use gaydar.com no like, apparently it was a thing um and that's like I was on the internet as like a, a little teen at that time. So I feel like, a, mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're just too busy looking at dicks to worry about the dating part. I don't yeah, know. That's probably true. Um, and uh, it, it debuted on US television and entered the mainstream uh, through the comedies Will and Grace mm-hmm. and Futurama, both examples mm-hmm. in 1999. Um, apparently... Uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy in 2003 also used Gaydar pretty extensively and by then it was firmly ensconced in the vernacular of English speaking people. Um, I love Futurama a whole bunch. Definitely like a straight dude like doesn't like kind of in retrospect maybe not you know it's of its time kind of thing. I'm trying to think of anyway. 
Well, so Gadar as a portmanteau got me thinking, and I wanted to talk briefly about the etymology of the word portmanteau, because I I think it's interesting. Um, Portmanteau uh, entered the English language in the 1580s as a flexible traveling case or bag for clothes and other necessaries. Comes from the Middle French portmanteau, which means traveling bag. Portmanteau as a word blending the sound of two different words was coined by Lewis Carroll in 1882. Um, He used that label to uh, talk about the words that he invented for the Jabberwocky poem. No. Twas Brillig and the Slithy Toves. Did Guyer and Gimble in the way? This is, anyway. Oh God, you're not even reading. You're just no. quoting it at me. Yep. Like, like eye to eye. <laughs> yep. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, Mimsy were the Boar Groves and the Momrass out <laughs> And great. now you're doing it too. Oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lewis Carroll invented that connotation of the word huh. portmanteau. All of that leads to what I really wanted to talk about and what my segment is, which is we're we're going to play a game. Okay. Kyle, guess what this portmanteau means. Okay. Great. Like I, what the words are that, may, that make it? And then the definition of okay. it. Because okay. I found my new, most funniest, <laughs> favorite site ever, Natalie Portmanteau. Um, <laughs> dot blogspot.com. <laughs> Okay, let's start with let's start with some easy ones. God, Um, Galentine's Day. That's Gal and Valentine's Day, as popularized by uh, Leslie Knope on Parks and Rec. Well, yes, I mean it's it's Gal plus Valentine's Day, and that's a February thirteenth brunch with girlfriends. Yeah, let's see, Doppelbang. Doppelganger bang, that you'd bang? Like a uh, someone that looks like you, but you want to have sex with them? Doppelganger plus bang. To engage in sexual relations with someone purely because they resemble someone else. Oh, because they resemble, resemble someone else. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they resemble me. Huh? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Cohortination. <laughs> Cohortination with an H? Can I get the spelling? <laughs> C-O-W-H-O-R-E-D-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. W- sorry, sorry, sorry. C-O-W-H? C-O-W-H-O-R-E-D-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. Is that coordination and whore with whore in the middle? At first I thought it was cohort. Like the W actually helped. Man, is this what alphabet spellers feel like when they get the spelling <laughs> of a word? Do they actually learn new information that affects? Okay. What do you think it means? Oh, oh, uh, uh, I forgot what the word was. Cohortination. Uh, when you and your friend go out and you're like, "We're both going to be whores." Yeah, let's help each other out. Yeah, when 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 and when a when a when two or more females dress in a provocative fashion. Oh, <laughs> so females. it's like well, let's 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 all dress slutty together. Which I I mean, gay guys, it could just yeah. as easily oh, yeah, apply yeah. to yeah, gay yeah. guys. Uh, Natalie Portmanteau, by the way, is is um, the the pen name of this woman who comes up with That's these so hilarious um let's see let's... i think a wingman or i think the the male version of that is a ding man <laughs> sure <laughs> um situation <laughs> a shitty situation there are three definitions one wow. it, it is shit plus situation number one a set of circumstances that has become more serious dire or unpleasant because of the presence of fecal matter 
Oh, I was gonna. Oh, I, I, it just clicked like a situation. Like uh, this is gonna happen. Yeah, and I need to get home immediately. Yeah, you're gonna end up on Chart Week on yeah. Big Fatty's show. Uh, number two, a state of affairs which has completely fallen apart or become disastrous. Or th- see America. <laughs> or three, a quandary involving a bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there are not enough porta potties. This is going to be a situation. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll do a couple more, and then we can stop. Kardashian Kardashian catastrophe is that when a Kardashian does a thing like either like flips out in a jewelry store or has a fight with her baby daddy or whatever Kardashian plus catastrophe noun a major disaster <laughs> that will undoubtedly garner national media attention and involves a member of the Kardashian family Historical examples include sex tape scandals, marriages that end before the boutonnieres have wilted, and acquittals of blatantly guilty celebrity murderers. <laughs> Equal in importance, each and every one. Uh, how about gin jerk? G- ginger jerk? Yep. And I'm going to say that's when I jerk off to hot gingers, but I don't <laughs> think that's the actual definition. <laughs> that should be. That's definition two. Definition one is a redheaded asshole. Mm. And let's see. Let's do this last one. Viagravated. <laughs> Viagra aggravated? Is that when you take Viagra, but then don't end up having sex, so you just have a boner? Exactly right. Viagra plus aggravated to become annoyed, irritated, and or angry due to an inability to alleviate one's medication-induced erection. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, that also, that was in um, that movie I watched. That John Waters movie I watched. Uh, cruel Attention. <laughs> a Dirty Shame. <laughs> Um, yeah, by aggravated. Anyway, that's Natalie Portmanteau. Is, is our point, Portmanteau... Well, I guess it's either Mike Kyle or Kike. <laughs> so I think it might be Mike Kyle. Yeah, no. <laughs> Even that, but that's pretty horrible. I don't like. I don't think we have one. I don't like either. We yeah, no. Just... Our uh, our our celebrity our celebrity name should not. Guess Johnson sh- should should not. Yeah. Um, I. I'm going to get into the science. Okay. It's going to get real here. Let's do it. I did a lot. Okay. I stayed up until 5 a.m. because I just kept researching shit. I just like got into it. Um, It started from... Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Does it help you find dudes? Are you like that kind of expert now? (laughs) I wish I did research into... How to tell. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is very useless information, except if you have a podcast about the topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, someone posted this in our Facebook group, the CNN article by William Cox, C-O-X, from 2017, called The Truth About Gator, which -hmm. was just conveniently timed. I don't think he knew. I'll ask him. uh, uh, That was John Keeler that that posted it. So thank you. This is the jumping off point for then everything that I that I looked at from there. Before we get into that article or the studies, yeah, I'm going to start with a little test. This is non scientific, so like, don't you know? I'm going to give you a picture of two people, and I need your quick reaction, gut reaction. Are they gay? Yes or no? Great. Okay. I I just they're on the same page, so. Yes or no? And Dan, I, I accidentally printed the color version. I didn't mean to. That boy gay. That uh-huh. boy probably gay. Okay. Gay and probably gay? <laughs> I don't know that probably gay is. So then would you say gay? Yeah. This is, I, I, oh, wow. Oh, that's the same really one. Really looking at the, 
the photos the I, there's a color version that i gave to dan and you're like really getting into I it i was trying to see how well that bow tie is tied it looks like a hot mm, mess but so. this is supposed to be your your gut like oh my gut is both gay and i would f- fuck him and beg him to fuck me Wow. Is that That's, part of the question? I mean, it's part of my question now. Does the color version uh, change anything for you? Again, now we're investigating the photos, which is a little bit different than both. Both. Well, okay. So now, like, my my studying the color version. My now. legit my knee jerk reaction was gay and probably gay. That boy gay. Yeah. That boy probably gay. Yeah. 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 Um. But like looking at it, like like Dan is right. The bow tie not not super great. It's kind of crooked, and, and and the tie isn't that great. His eyebrows are kind of a mess. Like like that boy, that boy could be straight. Okay, I mean, now that you're spending more time looking at the cut, what's your final answer for both of them? Both gay. Both gay. Okay, cool. This is kind of the uh, in a far more controlled scientific way. This is kind of what they do to study. Uh, whether gaydar is real. Mm-hmm. They, when did they put the thing on my dick that measures its response? Nope, that's different altogether. Never mind. I'll talk I think that's <laughs> judging whether you're whether you are gay. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. Hmm? What thing do they put on your dick? Does it feel good? Can I buy it on the on a store? I don't think it feels good. Oh, well, okay, it doesn't vibrate or shock. Mm-mm. Damn. Okay. Um, studies. <laughs> now I'm more interested in your thing. Okay. Um, So what they tend to do is show people pictures, videos, or sounds in varying ways, different forms of pictures, different, just the eyes, just the hair, the full face. Like they show different videos, like the video or just a black, um, like you can't see any things about them. They did like dots where the appendages are so that you can't even see the shape of it. Like they've done, people over time have done lots of different forms of studying to figure out if gaydar is real Mm -hmm. and they it tends to be you you show someone whatever this image or sound is that you want them to look at and they decide are they gay or not Mm -hmm. um and at the end of this i think whether or not you believe gaydar is real is going to be based on one point that academics argue over okay but we'll get that's that's what we'll get to at the end um so you actually talked about this. Do you mm. remember talking about stud like a study said it's real and then another study said it wasn't? Yeah, a long time ago. Do you do you remember anything about that? Um I'll tell you if not. It's not ju- uh, that tell. that it was there was one that was just based on photographs that actually it looked like people were better than random chance at choosing the gay ones and then a different study repeated it but like removed the faces or something like like and and people were no, that was artificial intelligence. We did. A, we, you covered this, I think. We had artificial no, you, intelligence. Well, okay. You, oh, wow. Let's get keep building each other. <laughs> what you talked about is, <laughs> I think it was a correction or follow up, like that the photo quality, yeah, of, of gay people could like. That. Okay, so it was like the background and the and the the posing, <laughs> it, like was was like it didn't have anything to do with the person. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the more other about aspects, the, the yeah. lighting and the background and all that stuff. So, um. I'm I'm going to do my best to be objective about this because I really wanted to see what does the science say, regardless of my opinion. I, I tried as hard as I can. There's no, you know, just based on reading everything I could. And I didn't read everything I read. Okay. Anyway, studies 
tend to show 55 to 65% accuracy, which is better than random chance of deciding if someone's gay or not, which would indicate that people have a better than random chance of telling if someone is gay or not. Mm -hmm. And you're right that a, not this time you forgot, but last time you were right that the photo quality affected a, a study. I wrote enter Cox, um, uh, Cox and divine great <laughs> challenged that study divine Cox. Come on now. <laughs> divine Cox. <laughs> I, uh, the primary research is Cox. And, uh, um, anyway, uh, divine, these are just divine and Cox. Mm. Of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honey. Okay. Um, <laughs> they tried to replicate the original researcher that they were uh, challenging. Uh, his name is rule would not give them access to the photos because of the privacy thing. So they got their own and they said that photo quality explains the difference that they found the 60 ish percent that people could predict. Okay. Well then rule replied to that reply. Mm-hmm. These are remember the, uh, there was one other time there was like, this is like an academic bitch fight yeah, and yeah, we are yeah. in, w- uh, this is academic bitch fight central yeah, yeah. and I'm excited about it. Great. <laughs> so rule the, the, the study that they primarily critiqued replied to that reply and said, okay, first thing on the history of studies, only some use photos based on, they call it personal advertisements, which I think is like Tinder or dating sites. Sure. Like I, okay. um, only some of the studies are based on that. Other studies are based on other things. Like I talked about, like the movement, the body, the like, uh, there are other elements. Some people, when they use the photos, degrade the quality of the photos. So mm-hmm. there are other studies that seem to indicate that there's some merit to Gadar, mm-hmm. but he's just talking about the photo quality. So then they said, okay, cool. When we reviewed the photos that we used, we showed them to people to judge the photo quality. And what we found is not only did most of the photo sets not say that gay people had better photos in like four out of the 13 cases, I think it was straight people that Mm. had higher photo quality. So Mm, he was mm, like, mm. "Eh, no, I don't agree with it. Uh, Rule did acknowledge in this, which I think is important, is that he is responsible for like a lot of the research in this area. Mm -hmm. So he acknowledged like there is a bias. And that's a really important part of this is like a lot of the information we have, especially in modern day Gator, is his studies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Cox replied to the reply of the reply. Great. Okay. Yeah, this is like like the longest email chain ever. This like, is reply all, reply all, reply all. This is the email chain that you, unsubscribe. Y- yes, you like. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this email, but I and I don't care about the topic for work purposes. But I really want to see how this works mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he said, "The fact that we can't reproduce your results, that's bad. Regardless, like that that's a thing. Yeah, and I think very fair, especially considering rule is the." If you have one person that's done a lot of this research, it's important if someone brings this up. Also, it's how science works. It's because because science. <laughs> he also oh uh, quote any ex- oh uh, no Th- then he said like oh but also the fact that you found that straight people's photo quality was better is not a good that's not a good thing for your argument that's bad and he said quote any experiment with built-in confounds that's what he's calling the like issue of photo quality confounds is inherently undermined by those confounds no matter their direction Mm. so the other shit's getting real (laughs) good it gets realer (laughs) great 
Real world. Great. <laughs> where researchers stop being polite, <laughs> start smack talking via the sexual psychology, psychology journal. The bigger issue that he took with not just this study, but most studies into this is, is that they tend to use 50% gay and 50% straight photos. Okay. And generally find around 60% accuracy, which Cox acknowledges that that is a significant finding. That yeah. no, So we're not arguing 60%. I'm like, is that, well, that's not totally accurate but more likely than chance. So there's something there. And he acknowledges, yes, there's something there, which that like at least helped me on part of it because I was like, is 60% important enough? So he says, yes, it is. Okay. Everyone says 60% is, is important, but this is, you're gonna have to follow me. All right. All right. Cause this is the big point. Okay. You're pointing. So I better be I'm literally, <laughs> this is a point in the real world. Let's just say 5% of people are gay. Okay. And if Gator is 60% accurate, then mm. if you work out the numbers out of 100 men, the easy one, so that's 5% of 100, five men are gay, three of them will be correctly categorized as gay, mm-hmm. two will be accidentally incorrectly categorized as straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look at the 95%, the 95 people who are straight, if you're 60% correct, that is 57 people that are correctly categorized as straight. And that gives you 38 straight people who are incorrectly categorized as gay. Sure, yeah. So Mm -hmm. what he says is, you have correctly categorized gay people, three gays, correctly identified, divided by, there are 38 people, straight dudes that were incorrectly categorized as gay. The the total number of gays is 38 plus three is 41. Mm -hmm. And only three of them have you categorized, the people of, of the people you have categorized as gay. Yeah. Only three are correct. So he said that it, this that means Gator is seven percent accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So yeah. he says that more straight people will seem to be gay than there are actual gay people in total. Mm-hmm. Gay pe- by using Gator, you will because there are only five percent of people, you will will accidentally categorize straight people as gay more often. Mm-hmm. 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 Turns out. Oh God. Okay. This is not the first time this argument. You're pointing is, again. I'm I just. Should... <laughs> I just looked up a, so much stuff. I hope this is interesting because I'm going to keep talking about yeah, it. it is. Um, the, uh. Uh, this was not the first time this argument is brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the research is fo- uh, seems to be focused on gay white men. Uh, yeah. Very much a, a limitation of. See, do you well, see how surprised science, I am? High, high science. Yeah, we know this now based on. Um, so there was a study by Lyons, Lynch, Brewer, and Bruno in 2013 that looked at, they like acknowledged. Bruno Mars did a study. Bruno Mars <laughs> sings and studies. <laughs> Great. Great. And sex. The three S's. Um, I assume he like gets a bunch. Um, He's hot. I would get it from him. He's gay, probably. Does he get trigger your gaydar no okay and that's funny because a lot of people think he's gay and mine is like no don't think so that's a separate study (laughs) (laughs) so these people looked at whether women could tell women or men's orientation Mm -hmm. so they were showing women and men's pictures the women were trying to figure out um they they and this is important. They they did show 50% gay, 50% straight pictures. Okay. This was only study that I could find that validated that they did not tell the participants 
that there's a 50-50 split, okay. which I think is a really important point in all this. Yeah. I looked back at the people that did the original research that Cox was critiquing, and it did not say that they told them about the percentage. Like, uh, so that... Uh, that doesn't say for sure what it is, but I would assume like they, he walked through his process of like, we told them this, we told them that. And that I, I would hope that he would disclose that if he said sure. 50, 50. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to make the assumption. So at least, okay. I'll for sure. In this point, again, trying to be biased, they said that they did not tell people that it was a 50, 50 mix. Well then this dude, uh, there's two dots over though. So I don't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> said same thing. That's not the real world. Any, what were you going to say? I think that makes it you sound. You knew. I can't get it right. Um, so said that had the same argument and gave a response to these people. Oh, they, they found a similar thing of, um, let's see, they could tell orientation or they're more than chance likely to be able to tell the orientation and they could tell women's correct orientation better. Oh, okay. Than men's. So that's interesting. Um, but this plural said, Quote, the Bayesian advice is that we likely err with our gaydar in natural settings. Again, if you take this and, and put it into the real world, we have this effect where you'd be more likely to judge straight people's gay. The response to the response. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. How many how many emails deep are we now? <laughs> well, this is a previous <laughs> I, I, one that now we're re- like, this would be an attachment in someone's email okay. of the like, see, see the previous studies that anyway. Yeah. Per my last email, there's a PDF attached. <laughs> um, the response to that is, quote, our results indicated that people could, in fact, categorize sexual orientation correctly at a level that was above mere guessing. Therefore, our study suggests that Gator can effectively exist at least under cer- certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. So what they are saying is we're not testing whether they can look in the real world. We're saying that more than chance they are able to tell if someone is gay or straight. So mm-hmm. it's not about, I, I, I'm bringing this to, I assume like when you go out into the world, you have far more than their face to look at. You have all these other things. Yeah. I know the statistics that most people are not going to be gay. So like it, this is not a real world study. This is a lab study and, and it's not making, it's saying that it's in some circumstances, this exists. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's maybe you're, maybe you're coming to this. Like my, my, my biggest criticism or fear here is everything you've talked about was pictures. And I, I think that, that, like gaydar such as it is in my world has a little bit to do with their appearance but it's far more wrapped up in their mannerisms their tone of voice their word choices their nonverbals are, are you know play such a critical role in me evaluating somebody's presumed sexuality yeah and I agree. And, and what I get out of these studies, I think there's a really interesting question of, are we born with inherent traits mm. that are more likely to show that we're gay? Because I think, that, and and this uh, kind of gets to that. Um, uh, of another study by Rule, again, like one of the dudes that like does a bunch of I these. I just keep hearing Ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule. Major researcher, Ja Rule. <laughs> Worked with Bruno Mars. <laughs> um, uh, so Rule did a study that said like, if you isolate all these elements of a person's face, like, yeah, you can still can, people still can't tell, but hairstyle is more likely to mm-hmm. people like judge. So like, I do think social signals kind of show including hairstyle are more likely than other features. But I, I still think there's this interesting question 
that I'll just go ahead and say, I don't know the answer to this one of like, are there physical traits that make us different than straight people? Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned other things. So rule, I Great. think he was done with the replying to the replying to the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes you got to just wait a couple of days before you stir that pot again. Sometimes you just send a brand new email, yeah. which that's what he did. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> he just basically gave this big summary of all the information they knew. Because, yes, this was very focused on face. Mm. I, I'm a face guy. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> Are there just so many more important things? Oh, well, okay. Arms. Oh, well, yeah. End of list. <laughs> I don't. Had. Choice. Hat, hat, hat orientation. Where, yeah. <laughs> it's your hat, gay or straight. Okay. So he looked, he, in his kind of big meta review mm-hmm. of all the things, he looked at adornment, so what you wear, sound, action, and appearance. Okay. And he looked at the studies into these. And I, I've already been talking for forever. So I'm just going to give you my take and, and I'll tell you where to go find it if you want to read this whole thing. Sure. I, if you read one thing, I would suggest this because it, it's it. He tries to study. get. Yeah, he okay. tries to get. And then, and then really know that he's very biased because he did like half the research of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but adornment, I think after I read like what he referenced, I think, yeah, adornment gives people are likely to be able to tell from that. I mean, it adornment it, that includes clothes. Clothes, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. I was thinking like nose ring that boy gay, like, but and he's into pig play. <laughs> Maybe. Am I wrong? <laughs> Dan with the nose piercing. Um, sound. Mm-hmm. This is the voice thing. Actually, like this is surprising because I just assumed. Oh, auto, yes, for sure. Yep, definitely. Uh, based on what he said in the research, there were like, when he said like there were two options, like, like yes and no, uh, it was, I was not convinced that it's mm. for sure. Mm. That's not to say it's not real. That's just to say at least the the studies he referenced, there are at least two mixed, like mixture results. Action. This is the thing that I thought was... Uh, <laughs> I just gave Kyle the limp wrist signal. If you wanted to say that or not? Yes, correct. This is the limp wrist yeah. uh, indicator. Yep. Talking <laughs> with your hands. Yep. Yep. I, based on what I read, I think it's probably true. But the most interesting study that they referenced, there's one study that talks about if you look at people from a young age based on their home videos, mm. they they said you could predict whether more likely than chance. I think that's a really important thing about all this. It's not yes or no. You can predict a hundred percent accuracy. It is more it's, likely it's like than a chance. Geiger counter. It's like a, like a, like a, I was annoyed when I think you're kind of right, but that's, right. we'll talk about that. Um, that I think is really interesting because I think if you look at home videos or younger age, you're less likely to have these societal influences. You're more likely, I think as you grow older, you then become more aware and conscious and know about what society, like younger, like, I just, do babies give the gay wrist? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't fucking know if they do. I know. I've told you before. There's this video of me when I'm like 12 or 13 and I was mortified, could not watch it, had to leave the room because my wrists were too faggy in it. And like, like there, there's a good. Oh no. You talked about that was like traumatic. Yeah. Was, big time. Do you want to really get into no, trauma? No, 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 we already okay, done no. it. Um, I was in uh, episode 215 limp wrists. Wow. Oh, great. God. 
we made a good hiring decision, Kyle. We're, we're so smart. <laughs> Let's comp- compliment ourselves on Dan's good work. Um, <laughs> there's a video of me that everyone thinks is really funny that no one has said anything about it being gay, but like, no, that's micros. I said, mommy, mommy, micros. No, there, uh, I, I, uh, when I was little, got my little pony. Oh, did you just? I don't want to talk about this. I told you, embargo. Okay. I mean, it's not going to stop. I'm sorry. I just can't can't stop. We won't stop. Um, (laughs) And then there is appearance, which includes face. And the most interesting, so this is what we're talking about. So I won't give like the recap there, but the most interesting studies that I found that I want to know more about. There's one study that said developmental hormones may provoke straight men and lesbians to grow taller than gay men and straight women. That was not a study by rule. So that's like notable when it's not him saying that, uh, but Bogart 2010. So like mm-hmm. that gets to like, I'm really interested in are, are there physical differences yeah. that, that define a distinction. At least one study says, yeah, something about our limbs. And hormones. Yeah. And Kinsey said our dicks are bigger, apparently. Really? Yeah. Is that based on what we say on Grindr? Self-reported is yeah. the problem with that data set. But yeah. But yeah. Um, I, and I th- I, I've got to say, like, like disproportionately long arms, like my own, I, I have always sort of um, associated with, with, with gayness. But this is uh, kind of not exactly but like would be the opposite of implication of like gay men are shorter i say as a six foot three guy yeah also another oh yeah wait developmental hormones grow taller there's another one that said gay men tend to have shorter limbs than straight men lesbians have longer limbs so there are two different studies that 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 say this that are not this dude rule Hmm. so there um and there was a in fact a rule study uh, another thing uh that they started looking at for the um the appearance, the face, like that, that stuff is t- what is the information about the person doing the judging? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, with I, the voice thing, I've heard that, that like only gay men can detect other gay oh, men's voices. Oh, I did not see one for the voice specifically. I, from what I, interestingly, like from what I saw in the studies of if a gay or straight person was better at judging, I didn't see anything that was definitive that gay people are better at it. Hmm. I think rule in this thing said that it was but then he had like here are two studies that say it's true and here's one that not i think mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. i wasn't mm-hmm. convinced um which is surprising because i would ex- expect gay people to be so much better than this but maybe some, just from practice because we're desperate to find each other well that's <laughs> desperate if one thing describes me <laughs> um no well this is kind of speaks to that so in one of rule studies he said gay men with greater levels of internalized homophobia Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> is that you? Is that what, uh, less able to read whether they are gay or straight compared to people that are comfortable with it? Huh. Hmm. Which, so like, there, there, are so, there are all these aspects of gaydar that like, you know, who's doing the gaydaring uh, and what is there? Not just, they're not just physical things. They're like your lived experience and, you know, that your emotional intelligence or your, how you feel about society anyway um i'm gonna mention no oh. you okay are you allergic to gator uh, i don't know <laughs> man we made a bad hire okay. <laughs> <laughs> i reversed my opinion what i was also wondering if there <laughs> if your gator is better or worse when you're horny 
<laughs> okay okay actually there's a really good podcast one um one of the 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 researcher that was like arguing with uh rule it's saying like no this isn't a thing he he said in a podcast that i recommend uh, uh um that that one of his friends calls this like ugly people have bad gay gaydar oh god reason being you tell a lot based on if someone is attracted to you or not, if they're flirting, if they're showing signs of being into you. So he's saying like ugly people, no one's flirting with them. So they, they don't know mm. attractive people would know better because people would be like eyeing them or doing stuff. Oh, That's an, that, that was not a study. That was just a statement that, but they're, they're yeah. Yeah. It's problematic, but okay. But is, but here's the thing. I could see that. Like, it's, sure. it's plausible. Yeah, it's plausible. It sucks. I don't like it. Yeah. I could see that more people would flirt with hot people. I mean, yeah. um, uh, that was in a podcast called Psychology and Stuff, episode 67. Definitely recommend for this is really around the counterpoint to rule that the idea that Gator does not exist. So mm-hmm. that's a great one to listen to um, if you want that one. Just a few other things I'll throw out there because I haven't said enough and I want to keep talking because just there's so. It's much. your show, boo. Well, it's yours too, and you have to listen. <laughs> so you know, um, I'm just drinking wine and enjoying myself. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a study by Rule uh, Rosen Slepian and um in 2011 that found that heterosexual women judged men's sexual orientation. More accurately, the closer they were to the peak of their ovulary cycle. What? Right? What? They did not judge other women's gayness around the same time. So it's distinctly men. Heterosexual women, it's like the idea that evolutionarily, it's when you're like ready for babies... They it's have an overreaction. Your... <laughs> <laughs> That's a portmanteau. <laughs> Is that my favorite thing you've ever said? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Studies. <laughs> Rules. Study this and let us know. Um, that is very interesting. And again, I, I think I, I think I'm really interested. I think because it gets... Is that so they know who's not going to get them pregnant so they can avoid them? Like, why would that, if if, if it's true, why would that evolve I mean, as a saying, thing? Like this... Saying it that way sounds shitty. The opposite way of, like, seeing who will fertilize them. Ew, saying it like that sounds gross <laughs> when you're talking about human women. <laughs> seeing the best way to reproduce, it would benefit you to to have the ability to find out who's straight. Sure. Yeah. 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 But that's also weird because, like, in my mind, I think of gayness as partly a factor of evolutionarily we like we 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 are able to reproduce less so like but still provide like resources po- population control yes yeah. that so it's interesting that that if that developed from evolution well, i guess those could be hand in hand anyway i think i'm most interested in the stuff that gets to answering the question is um is gayness born or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just to be like we've talked about it before super clear science is not completely out on this we say born this way because we don't want people to be shitty to us but there seems to be a mixture of factors yeah so i think that's why i'm particularly interested in those things hmm. last thing i'll mention about other studies that were interesting a lot of this is on uh white dudes uh so in a study that rule did not do when they looked at people's race 
and their sex. That's what they said, sex. I presume it's more about gender presentation, but I don't know. I didn't look at this. Um, when you line up race and sex, if the assumptions about the race and the sex lined up, for instance, black men, mm-hmm. Asian women, black people tend to be read racistly by society as more masculine or aggressive. Or oh, I thought you meant the color red. They tend to be red, red by society. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> when children color, <laughs> the image... No, no, no. Yes, they, uh, people looking at their images. So if um, if you're looking at something where the, the um, race and sex stereotypes line up, like black men, people were more accurate because gender deviations stood out more. Mm. A black man who has some kind of feminine seeming quality stands out more than a white man. Mm-hmm. 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 Similarly, or alternatively, or tandemly, Next or juxtaposedly, <laughs> <laughs> Asian men and black women, those are like kind of the opposite, uh, like the, the race and the sex are opposite. Um, uh, they were more likely to be judged as gay. Oh, okay. Black women, presumably because people read black as more aggressive, more masculine, and people read Asian as more feminine. Yeah. Feminizing. Yeah. So uh, there, uh, there is, like many things, s- lots of research on how we see white men, <laughs> gay white men, uh, and there's so much more to it. There's, there's other studies that I, other countries and other, like, but, but like most of the stuff I saw was like very Western white dude centric. Okay, I'm gonna. There, that's it's not over. Okay, last little bit of yes, yeah. The two pictures I showed you, yes, are the two researchers. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I'm gonna ask you to look again at them and tell me if you who you think is what. Rule is the one that did like most of the or a lot of the research. He um, says that Gator is real. Mm -hmm. Cox is the one that says no it's not real i did this other study and i didn't replicate your findings so uh which do you think is which which has the divine cock which um, is the divine cocks <gasps> mike is thinking i think i've seen him in a porn before this is cox <laughs> <laughs> and this is i rule. wish right uh it is the opposite okay great which can you tell me what made you think those because I, I i understand why you said that and think i had this i would have had the same thing i'm just, just going into just, it just uh, i mean rule is the one that has done all of the stuff right mm-hmm. and i actually think that the one on the left looks like the no-nonsense bitch that would do with the stuff mm-hmm. um wait but that's the opposite of what you said but that's the opposite of what i said because i thought kyle's trying to trick me <laughs> oh god you were doing the mic you were doing mike you were being mike yeah um a uh, uh, rule in just i don't know I don't know if we'll post this or not. I feel kind of weird posting pictures about people we judged. We want the hate mail, Kyle. You do. (laughs) Rule, the guy on the left, uh, looks, appears to be young. He's wearing a bow tie. That's what Dan was evaluating, whether it was how well it was tied. It appears to be just barely askew, but in kind of adorably, he's smiling. He's cute. Uh, He's the one that both of you are like gay. The probably gay one is Cox. He's wearing a V-neck black shirt. Mm. Um, and uh, they both are like kind of smiling. He's more like grinning or happy, not like no teeth. So both are gay. Uh, yeah. I did a lot of 
<laughs> researching to figure out their orientation because like rule I had to listen or, or read a transcript. Anyway, I don't need to brag about my research. Like they're both gay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think adds an interesting. Uh, I would have a lot of judgments if rule was straight. Sure. And and the guy arguing against him was gay. Like I would. So the fact it's a cat fight. So you're fine with it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think knowing that Rule has done a lot of the research, mm. if he was straight and then a gay dude was like, hey, I don't mm-hmm. think that's true, then I would, it, it, that would be very meaningful to me. Okay. And right. it shouldn't be because of science. Well, no, it should be. Yeah. I was going to say because it's science, but like uh, researchers bring in their biases. Like, so uh, that would be important. The fact that they're both gay, uh, they both use he pronouns, they both present masculine mm-hmm. uh, they both present white um uh so th- that to me is actually kind of nice because it feels like an equalizer it feels like they're they look to be again very judgmentally very physically like coming from a similar background and it's not one that's like straight and the other's like super queer so. yeah 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 i would hook up with both of them <sighs> right and at the same time <laughs> Can you imagine two angry academics like like getting in a fuck train with them? Ooh. I'd, I'd be the meat in that sandwich. Or... I would want Cox to fuck rule to be like, no, you're wrong. Take it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. But more seriously, <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to get them both on the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know if they've ever like debated each other, but they, given there's been replies to replies to replies, they yeah. know who each other is. Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you have a connection, hook it up. Or, I mean, we can also email them or something. We need all the help we can get. Okay, yeah, you all do it, please. <laughs> please, please. Well, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I'm I have tired. an announcement. Okay. Gaydar is dead. <gasps> Thursday, September 7th, 2006, Ronald G. Gaydar, 56, of <laughs> Trauger, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, died. Uh, he was he was born in 1950 in Latrobe. He's the son of the late George A. and Eleanor M. Gaydar. Never mind. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Gaydar is a surname, and there've been I... like, a, like there's a Russian children's author that was named Gaydar. There's like there, wow. there are all, there, there's all kinds of Gaydars everywhere. But wow. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I that was that was a bit that I had planned for I, today's show. <laughs> I was I'm angry that it's better than my three pages of research. That was great. I um I saw like one of the um I forget, I don't think I ended up talking about this on an episode I was going to where we were talking about homophobia and there's a dude who grew grew up with the last name of Gay and that affected him mm. and I think he ended up like killing gays like he became very homophobic like he Anyway, so like growing up with the name Gaydar has to affect you and your view of gay people yeah. in some way. That's very interesting. I wonder what their views of Gaydar are. I mean, there's lots of them. I, this one's dead, but there's there's plenty of others. He's, he but, might not tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to find a live one. Yes, Dan. Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's in an episode that you. Oh, did us, I t- did I that talk about one that? Of you case? told the story of the guy whose last name is Gay, who then. Was it on the one that we did together? That was like, we did like sort oh. of a true crime. Yeah, I was thinking of like on Josh, Josh Glassy. I almost did it. Oh, then I did it. To, then I did it with you. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I um, just have read enough gay murder. What? Well, on May 1st, 2015, the New York Times ran a article called The End of Gaydar. <laughs> and I, I think it's more seriously about Gaydar is dead. Uh, I, I, this whole... 
this whole thing. Oh, you had more to the second. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, 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 rather than like, we're time and all of that, but I mean, just, uh, yeah. um, what, basically the premise here is that Gadar becomes less necessary in a world where you don't have to hide your gayness. And they're trying to make the point that in a world where we've reached a true equality and nobody gives a shit, it should be acceptable to just fucking ask somebody, are you gay? And have that not be controversial or taboo or a problem. And that maybe in that world, gaydar would stop being a thing that we cared about or tried to employ or use. Yeah. Uh, in this article, quote, in a world in which a wedding ring or a desktop photo of children is no longer a signifier of heterosexuality, the question is being asked with what seems increasing frequency. Freedom almost always comes at a price. If in the last decade an increased tolerance of homosexuality has reduced the stigma of that sexual orientation, this reduced stigma has also emboldened more people, both gay and straight, to ask what they now view as a less volatile question. Hmm. Um. What do you think about the acceptability of asking, hey, are you gay? Like, should that be an okay question to ask? Because in certain contexts, it's decidedly not, I, at least right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think about, like, other questions like this that aren't inherently bad, but, like, it'd be weird to ask a stranger or, like, someone you just met how much they make. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, re- religion is maybe, mo- I don't know, There, there's, like, certain weird things that, like, maybe you don't ask about, but, like, I, I Sex, think- religion, and politics, right? The three things that you don't talk about in mixed company. God, that's what that's those are the only things we talk about. <laughs> that's the only fun things to talk about. I know, right? <laughs> that's why we talk about um I, yeah, I, I I think if you assume that you are doing it in the right context of like uh, not just stopping someone on the street and asking them if they're gay or straight unless you're Billy Eckner and doing your show or whatever. Like uh, in the right context, yeah, I think that should be fine. And especially like if you're in a bar and want to flirt with someone, and you think you're getting signs like that's a I think a very fair thing to be like let let's just get this you, out of you way mean before it, you I mean, move you, forward. You mean at a straight bar or a or a, a non explicitly gay bar? That's a good. I mean, point. if you're at a gay I bar, mean, I pretty much just assume like if you're a straight dude and you're there, it's like it's on you to tell me that you're not into it. But is that fair? <laughs> so there's an uh, an unnamed in this article. There's an unnamed gay Egyptian lawyer who works for a large international law firm in Manhattan, who is out to his friends and immediate family, but not to his extended family. And he says, quote, a lot of this is related to what they call in First Amendment law, time, place, and manner, meaning context is everything. If you're sitting in someone's office, a coworker you're not particularly close to, or it's a job interview and you get the vibe, but they have a wedding ring or pictures of kids, but no picture of a partner, it's probably not the time. But if somebody you didn't know to be gay, and I encounter this a lot at work, seems to be speaking with authority or expertise about the goings-on at the workplace of the LGBT network, it's appropriate to ask. This actually helps validate that I was looking into their orientation because, like, they are speaking... Two researchers arguing about gayness, like, I... I, That is important. And I do the same thing at work of, like, I put a rainbow flag. Like, if if I see someone with a rainbow flag, I think they're saying, I invite you to, to talk to me about this. Like, not in a, like... In a way of like, oh, rainbow flag, are you gay? Like, I think that's a totally fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and uh, they they call this dropping hairpins. What you're what you're what mm. you're talking about? Um, uh, of of you know, 
leave really very clear clues and then and then it's not about gaydar anymore it's just about signaling in in an explicit way but in a implied way like you're not saying i am gay yeah but you're 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 offering enough evidence and and signs that a person could reasonably assume yeah and um i've I've thought about this with like trans like the trans flag for example mm mm-hmm like if I put the trans flag on my backpack because I support trans issues and they're really important to me. And I thought a lot about like, is that weird and appropriate or like, and I think where I'm landing is like, no, it'd be cool. And if someone assumed I've I'm trans. Yeah, I get that. Mm. And no, I'm not. And it's not offensive to ask, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the article, the article also talks about, um, this guy named Ryan Haney, um, who at the time of the article was 26, it says, who, although straight, is often mistaken for gay because of his air of boyish wonderment and his propensity for making unmasculine comments. <laughs> uh, once during the first season of Downton Abbey, Mr. Haney told me that he hoped Lady Mary and Matthew Crowley would get married. Just think, he said the entire second season of the show could be devoted to the wedding. <laughs> This is a straight. This is a straight person. Anyway, yeah. he waits tables and talked about how there was an older gay couple that became his regulars, who totally presumed that he was gay, yeah. and he let them believe it because it led to better tips. Mm. And even though he, they never explicitly asked, "Are you gay?" and he never explicitly had to say, "No, I am not." Is was that okay? Is that okay that he leaned in? Their gaydar pegged him as being a gay waiter, and he let them. And he did not want them to peg him at all, though. <laughs> nope, nope, not at all. I, I think the biggest factor, whether that's okay or not, is well, I don't know. Did he intentionally play up gayness? Did he start lisping? Did he like do? Did he do a bunch of shit that to like be like, hey boys? Did he start flirting with them? Well, even I don't know, flirting with someone is that bad? Though? Like, I'll, I'll read this. Six months ago, when an older gay couple started going to Egg, that's the name of the restaurant, Egg, and asked to be seated in his section, he began comping their drinks, which set off an escalating months-long flurry of tipping and badinage, which I don't know what that word means, but I like it, none of which made Mr. Haney uncomfortable. Quote, they're really sweet guys. First, one of them told me I was a bad boy for comping their drinks. Mm-hmm. The next week it was, you're going to get in trouble. Then it was, can I have a hug? Then we got to a hug and a kiss. Then a $20 tip, a hug and a kiss. And he said, if I were any younger, I would kidnap you and take you home with me. <laughs> the next time no. they came in, he asked me, are you seeing anyone? I said, yeah. He said, who is he? Does he do comedy too? Because he's he also he goes to Upright Citizens Brigade and does stand up. He said, "Oh yeah, yeah," which is kind of true because the woman I'm seeing does do comedy. Uh, now okay, that's the point where it yeah, it's interesting. To me. Why didn't you say something at that point? Quote: We were too far along in the relationship at that point. I didn't want to hurt their feelings by making them feel like they'd step out of line. Huh. Um. A co-worker at Egg had asked, had told him that a male colleague of theirs had a crush on him. I told her, I don't think he's my type. Why wasn't he more forthcoming this time? Quote, saying, I'm not gay, especially if you sound defensive about it, can have a homophobic connotation sometimes. The stereotype of gay guys is nice, well-dressed, polite, funny. I'm flattered every time. And I think he's, he's onto something there. Like, y- if you go around saying how not gay you are, that's not cool either. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I... Yeah, I, I think that it's interesting because I'm trying to apply how I would feel if the situation was reversed mm. and 
and he was gay and they were like i mean you know me at strip clubs i don't care if they're actually gay or not no like, <laughs> it's just based on what is it based just that boy hot that boy hot here's some money does he want some well, money like, from me so that's, di- can... that's so different just because it's like that's the intention of it we're we're all going into this yeah do you think that those guys thought that this they thought gay waiter was going to come home with them if they gave him enough twenty dollar bills like yeah he clearly like they they started to send some signals of like i would kidnap you like they they th- that to me like the biggest issue seems to be like them crossing the line yeah Again, based on his his take of it, so I don't know, but like, I don't think people are any under any obligation to to disclose their orientation to you. Yeah. And I typically think about that around queer people, but I guess then I have to apply that to straight people. Of if someone's like, I, I like that he's not my type. I think that's a great answer. Of I'm not disclosing my orientation to you. I'm just saying I'm not interested right now. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I think the the like there's a there's some bounds of like if you're a waiter of someone maybe it's the, it's the power dynamic mm. that's what's i think more important to me that that's what it just clicked are you gonna scold me for fucking listeners now <laughs> i love it go ahead later okay great. off off pot great. Uh, they are the ones giving him money they are the in the power position here and that's that can be very uncomfortable. So to, sure. to like he, he lied by omission, but did not outwardly lie. And that's really uncomfortable position to put someone in any, anyway. Like I, I think he's, I think he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, the, the whole point of this segment to sum up the segment, it was just like, <laughs> what, what are the consequences of Gator being wrong? And, and is that, is that who is who is on who is more culpable in this situation? The gays who presumed that he was gay and they were wrong, their gaydar was wrong, or him taking advantage of the fact that their gaydar was wrong? And I just I think it's interesting because gaydar, even even under the best of circumstances, is not a perfect science. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a binary yes they're gay or not. Even the studies that say sixty percent accurate. Right. Right. So still. So that means it it is wrong with regularity what do you what do you do about that yeah well i mean you were like seemed like you were trying to wrap up but i was a lot more, like the um shit i mean i haven't even talked about the the, the dick measuring machine that they use god i really want to hear about that <laughs> oh no did i just delete it i think i deleted it because i was like i'm writing too much um cox yeah mm. <laughs> nummy the, <laughs> both kinds the best gaydar is when he's inside you. You're like, I have a suspicion. Your actions indicate you maybe not gay, maybe bi, yeah, yeah. or pan or queer. Um, Good imagination. <laughs> if you imagine that I'm like, who's a hot woman? Uh, Uma Thurman. That's the weirdest. That's not. I don't know. Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Okay. These there are we very, go. Like, yeah. Uh, like I'm fine with that. My ass can be your pussy. Great. Don't call it a pussy, though. I'll kick you out. Anyway, okay, what am I saying? I don't know. Cox. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy. I I, I guess we're now... Cox does a lot... Like, a lot of his research is into the effects of stereotyping. What mm-hmm. is the harm? And what he said in the CNN article that was, I, I think, really important. I, I didn't totally buy his response. I, I, 
I tend to side with rule. We haven't gotten into our like personal, like I, I'm, I'm siding more with rule on like Gator's a thing, but like you said, not a perfect science. And there's a lot of other factors in the real world that are not just your face. Um, I think importantly, what Cox says about stereotyping about Gator, you, you, you said, what's the effect of it? And you gave this interesting inverse than the typical of like, how does it affect a straight guy with, with gay people? What's important is one, he says, Gaydar, calling it Gaydar just makes it a lighthearted, um, makes you feel better about stereotyping people. Yeah. Well, uh, I, reading about um, the etymology of the word, there was mm-hmm. an interesting article talking about um, just admiration of the succinctness of that word. Mm. Like, Gaydar is like a short two syllable word, and, and it's get this it. giant cloud of stuff that's wrapped yeah. up in that one word. That's it's it, it, interesting how efficient that word is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that leaves it open to like when we were talking about like some people would take Gator like we, we talked a lot about faces. There's a lot. Mm. There's like a good number of studies on faces. Does it include your actions and mannerisms? And, you know, anyway, but um, so uh, Cox says uh, Gator is just a lighthearted way to say stereotyping. Stereotyping mm. is inherently bad. And importantly, he said when people are told that gaydar is a real thing that science proves it then they are more likely to employ it so mm, knowing that stereotyping mm, is bad mm, and mm. hearing that it's real then they will stereotype more which is bad yeah okay yeah so there's this interesting <laughs> dynamic i think in my mind that where i'm at is i think again it, it just saying it's real is very misleading mm, uh, mm. i think i think there are signals that will give you a better than chance yeah. average of, of guessing also by knowing that's true you could mistakenly use that to be real shitty and we we it doesn't matter whether it's true or not whether the science says it's true or not we need to remember that stereotyping is bad and there's a lot of bad things about it so like all these articles that came i think that's why he was arguing with them like all these articles that came out that said yeah gaydar is real like he was like this is real bad and i yeah. agree with him yeah. on that you know, uh, there's there's that binary thing again, but in a different way of like gay or not is how that they how they asked it. Mm-hmm. I really wonder if 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 you could design a study where you ask somebody how likely is it that this person is gay? Because there are the there Will and Grace. There's there are the jacks of the world that like they're. F- like incredibly gay presenting like in all of the flamboyant mm-hmm. stereotypical ways and they're gay they're gay it's like, like that's like 90 percent likelihood of being gay right like you know like, yeah like I, I i would rate that person much more highly on this like graduated scale of how gay do you think they are and then there will be people that would be like hard to tell and i would rate that as hard to tell but they're they're narrowing it down to you have to choose gay or not for what is a spectrum both of sexuality and of presentation. And uh, okay, they did studies on this. Oh, okay. Well, uh, th- th- there was both Kinsey scale and, and bisexual, and uh, I. It's one of these things where like there were so many studies that I couldn't read all of them. Rule says. Sounds like you tried though. I tried very hard. <laughs> this was one of those where like if you had a question, I thought I might be able to answer it, mm. or like I like I actually like looked up enough that I think I know. Mm. Anyway. Other times I get annoyed that you ask mostly because I don't know the answer and it, it, it just bugs me. But like this, I actually thought. Uh, so 
<laughs> I was listening to an old episode the other day. Oh God! And uh, uh, you you said I said I said maybe that's on your paper, and you, and you said hey. If you think you're going to ask about something, that's exactly what's not on my paper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the one time where, I mean, I can't, you're going to ask me about those things, but but I feel good about it now. But um, what Rule said, his interpretation was that, uh, and what he said in his big recap meta-analysis is that um, people are not good at telling gay and bisexual. They're just, so really what it comes down to is, straight or not straight mm, mm, and the different mm-hmm. and and that's one of the real it's problematic too because it implies that there's like straight and then other weird shit right well, it's it's well, no but like labeling someone as straight or gay that's like very like there's so many identities that that just ignores that i i think the opposite is worse i'm just thinking it's like straight is the default that like which is normal yeah like you're labeling this uh, is this normal or abnormal is what you're asking people i mean okay but i i get the 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 words that you're using but it is abnormal statistically speaking irregular yeah yeah we yeah so anyway i i looked at i was i wasn't con this is one of those things i didn't look into enough to like to decide if i thought that like the bisexual the kinsey scale thing uh, how i felt about it so i'll at least say (laughs) i read something for an hour and here's my opinion you know like (laughs) this dude that does this for research um thought that it was mostly the ability to tell straight or not Hmm. Hmm. i didn't talk about machines but i don't think i'm going to oh do i mean or do you have a one sentence summary of machines or or not well whenever we do that we just end up talking about it up to you um well some of it we talked about before here i go uh, some of it we talked about before uh the uh royal canadian mounted police the rcmp back in the day was trying to invent something that they called the fruit machine that was to determine uh if people were gay that worked for the government mm. and um they invented this like dentist chair thing where they would show photographs and like they had this 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 device attached to the genitals of people to measure blood flow and if their dick responded to the gayish pictures then that indicated that they were gay but then it turned out that was problematic because they were also looking at pupil dilation Mm. and they assumed that if you were excited and saw somebody that you were attracted to that your pupils would dilate and then if they showed you a hot dude and your pupils dilated that meant you were into it and you were gay but pupils also respond to light and the pictures were not of 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 uniform brightness so it, oh anyway it just it was a whole thing we talked about that all already on a previous episode episode which, 151 fruit yes great wow i didn't i didn't remember that at all thank you for the recap of our episode mike uh there was a dude in england um many years ago like 20 years ago now who invented gaydar the device and this was like before cell phones and apps and everything but it was like a tiny like key fob type sized device that you would have and other gays would buy it and then as you walked by each other they would buzz so that you would know they would buzz yeah, so so you you had this device in your pocket that when was it was it? near another device, it would buzz, and that's how you knew that. It was... Oh, oh, god! I thought it like scanned or something. No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no. Oh, I'm a gay. I put this in my pocket, so like, oh my. And god. then when you walk by other gays that also have the device, then you would know because each of you would get a buzz. It was a cock ring, yeah. <laughs> except it looked like a garage door opener. Which that's don't put that in your cock. I mean, put if you up. want to, go for no, it. No, put but... it up your butt. Yeah, okay, great. Um, 
And then, and then, uh, there's actually a really kind of cringy uh, YouTube clip that you should watch of the Daily Show doing a segment on the inventor of the gaydar device, who claimed to be straight, and Stephen Colbert is the correspondent <gasps> that does it, and full on like calls this guy gay to his face multiple times. It's very cringy. Um, Did anyway, you think he was gay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Stephen Colbert was super right on, uh. on it because this guy is like into. He's uh, he invented a device for gay people to find each other, and is like into dancing, and like it just this uh, this this whole thing. Uh, and then and then my last thing was that the the country of Kuwait was researching in the early two thousand twenty teens a way to detect gay people so that they would be prevented from entering the country. Oh shit! I heard about this on Kuwait. Kuwait, don't tell me. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> wow okay um you know the young turks on youtube they're pretty no. great bernie sanders loves them i love them too but there was a problematic uh segment on the rubin report which uh, is also on youtube i was going to play a clip um but it's these straight guys talking about kuwait implementing this gaydar mm-hmm. to detect gay people so they wouldn't be let into the country and uh the, the one guy the one guy's uh the one guy's example of Gaydar being wrong mm-hmm. was this this buddy of his who was straight, but quote would get a pedicure during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just was interesting these these straight people talking about 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 Gaydar and how it works. Anyway, to sum up, there have been lots and lots of efforts over the decades to have technological solutions that would be a substitute for Gaydar. That could detect gay people almost always for nefarious purposes and almost always failed miserably for one or more reasons. Another one that we definitely talked about was using artificial intelligence to to detect gay people, which is actually pretty good at it, but for dubious reasons. Mm. That's all. Well, I mean, that leads nicely into, I think, uh, okay, do you want to do the like end opinion? Yeah. What we think. So I'll, I'll start like, because what you're saying is like, I, th- I think there's something to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I had to say just yes or no, yes, I think I think Gator is real mm-hmm. with a billion asterisks and caveats, one of which being it is nowhere as definitive as being able to generate an AI based on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. in the future, people research, you know, these arm length things or certain things that like facial structures, exactly. speech patterns. Yep, yep. Yep. Right now, it seems that a lot of them are either based on malleable factors like hairstyle or appearance or they're only kind like you're more likely to judge but not totally able to judge so like by no means do i think it is a sure thing so i I think there's something to it i think we can judge and i think honestly the biggest thing that studies don't take into account is the social norms the benefits of signaling that we're gay like you said like you might have certain things to say i'm gay basically yeah. with like a rainbow pin yeah like uh, i i think there there are these societal things that like benefits of saying we're gay yeah. or flirting or, or or all these other factors that are that are very important to where that apply that that affect your gaydar yeah and also i do agree with the part that like you're more likely to call a lot of people gay because i think if you're just attracted to someone yeah that those are going to be the times where that's you're my wrong. method 
uh, <laughs> yes honestly like you just think anyone you're attracted to is gay so yeah. like I, there, there's like a gaydar, but then there's like a wishful gaydar. And yeah. that's like, th- those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. I think you can distinguish between those when you make that judgment too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we can pick up some signals that suggest that we have a better, like, I think the Jack example is actually the best one. Mm. Okay. I'm 90% sure, but that's not based on inherent what he was born as. Like, it's just societally that is mostly unacceptable for straight people, yeah. especially at that time. So that's probably more likely he's gay. Yeah. Well, one thing, one thing I was wondering about is whether there's a cumulative effect that we're not looking at. Like what if, if faces maybe are a 10% boost to, to above random chance, what if voice is, is 10% and what if mannerisms is 10% and word choices is 10% and then like you you add all of those things up and it turns out that it is way above if you have access to all of those things that's uh, and I agree like a lot of the studies seem to be that lab kind of we isolate movement we isolate this thing and nothing says yes absolutely things tend to say yeah, I'm a little bit more likely but you're Mm. right I, I I absolutely think we're missing that cumulative effect did we do it? Damn. If this is one that I actually think we might have talked very extensively about <laughs> it. So maybe. Great. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. You're gay. <gasps> I can tell. <laughs> You're, you knew it. You're gaydar. 100% accurate based on this one. Yeah. You're. You were straight. <laughs> this is also something we can tell the history, like your history. You were straight. I was straight. But then you went gay. Then I, mean, I turned gay. All of uh, most of us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did it. Semen made me gay. Um. <laughs> yes, Dan. Uh, folks are interested in diving even further into Gator. Should check out our Patreon bonus episode zero zero two uh, about an AI that supposedly could predict whether people are gay. Yeah. And. You're going to talk about... Didn't I do that? You did, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, two. So what are you going to talk about this time? And you're going to talk about uh, the straight passing privilege. Yeah, yeah. Whether whether passing it as straight is a privilege or not. I mean, all we talked about was like, can you do it or not? Is it real or not? But like, what are the benefits of passing or yeah. not, not setting off the gaydar? All it did was ruin my life for 30 years. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well we Save don't need for to Patreon, do the, yeah right. we don't need to do the patreon anymore so should we take a break <sighs> yeah let's take a break i'm gonna look for gays <laughs> i found two <laughs> this is the part where mike and kyle take a break sorry we're back we're back we're back uh we're gonna do our gays straightest. <laughs> we're gonna do our gays straightest. but first but first but first but first i forgot to i talked i forgot something too go ahead oh shut up yeah go ahead you no you go ahead we had a hundred words. Oh, okay. I'll do mine first. Okay. Um, we, we talked a lot about, uh, I talked a lot about these two dudes, but I didn't like give you, uh, Dr. William Cox, the one that, uh, is saying stereotypes are harmful and I don't think Gator exists. Uh, his website is sciencecox.com. And also you can go to sciencecox.com slash Gator. And he has what? Well, what's at sciencecox.com? Because <laughs> that's what I really want to do. <laughs> You're, you'll be so disappointed because <laughs> oh. it's studies and information. Um, it's nothing. Oh. Um, well, let's start that, available. Let's start that site. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. What? 
No, Science Cox is his website. I know, but if ScienceCox.com is available. Oh, Oh. Oh, is that? I mean, that's just going to be the like the the doctor porn. Like, can we just Photoshop his head and Nicholas Rule's head onto porn on that page? We can't. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Great. Nope. Wine is fun. Go ahead, Kyle. Keep going. ScienceCoxCox.com, which exists currently, is okay. a real site, uh, slash Gadar. He has a bunch of infographics that kind of tell that, that story of why he thinks it's incorrect and bad. Uh, Dr. Nicholas Rule, um, bo- both are doctors. I don't know if I said that. Uh, both doctors. Uh, I, I didn't find a specific website, but if you search Nicholas uh, with a CH, uh, Nicholas Rule Toronto, you will get him, his site including the faculty page. And I, I mentioned the the podcast I think is really good for Dr. William Cox, Dr. Nicholas rule. Um, uh, he did, he's done podcasts, but I, I will just say there, uh, the research that he did, that is kind of the meta study, his analysis of where we're all at with, with everything. So if you want to read a study, that's like, uh, um, it's called perceptions of sexual orientation from minimal clues. Awesome. I wanted to credit some of their shit and refer to it. So, yeah. I want to play doctor with them. Great. Okay. Science comics. A uh, hundred words. Well, should we do this? The, we usually do them at the beginning of the episode. Do, yeah. you, do you want to no, just do, do it, it now? Just do it now. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, at a certain level of Patreon, you can send in a hundred words and I'll read them. Doesn't matter what they are. I've read some pretty interesting shit mm-hmm. before. And it is a dramatically underutilized patreon benefit yep there are a lot of people that have the ability to make mike say stuff that are not doing that yep in fact send in too many sets of hundred words i would love to have the problem of deciding what order to read them in (laughs) uh this one comes from wyatt baker who uh, sent in this and said yep please make this 100 words hey mike and kyle and fucking dan i just wanted to say thanks to you guys for making my commute to and from work one of the things i look forward to each day this is the first podcast i've ever gotten into and y'all crack me up Mm. plus y'all sound hot especially you fucking dan you're my man for real though dan if you're ever in arizona hit me up (laughs) wink thank you guys p.s i don't know if that's under 100 words or not uh, thank you for reminding us why listenership goes down during a pandemic because no one's commuting. That's fun. <laughs> I full on thought that was just the intro before the hundred words. No. And I was like trying to count them. Yeah. No. no, I appreciate that. I appreciate your diligence. I, I said, hey, Wyatt, if you want me to read this as a hundred words, I'm happy to. Thanks for the support and the kind That's words. very nice for your hundred words to be something nice about us. Yeah, indeed. Um, also, something nice about us. Our website, which is gayishpodcast.com. <laughs> is science cox co um uh our all of our social media is at gayish podcast. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and we have a Discord server, which is fun. Discord's amazing. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four standard rate supply the weirdest time to take a drink of water yeah, um you did it. uh our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is post office box 19882 seattle washington 98109 and we got some stuff first from the good people at fuckinggoodsoap.com oh yeah we want a competition i guess yeah like something on instagram it's this adorable soap holder that says fgs.com on it that's cute do you want it sure you can have it he's also super hot and and oh is he Oh well, then I'll give me more soap. No, oh, to 
put in my hole. Uh, FGS. Oh, thank you, you dirty fucks. Second, we got Brad Shreve's A Body in a Bathhouse. Oh. Um, What is it? Book. It is a book. It is a book, and it is signed. Oh. Why do I know that name? He's he's a listener. Brad Shreve. Yeah. He's a listener. Body in a Bathhouse. Is it true crime? Is it a mystery novel? He's a gay fiction writer. And this, I think, is you. I think it's, I think it's just for you. I think I think this is from uh, yeah Matthew Corvo. Yeah, I I've been delayed at getting my birthday gift. Oh yeah, he, it says he, for he, Kyle on the side. That's why I thought. <laughs> yeah, the, the suspicion is for you. God, look at this little cactus. It is a knit cactus. This is I because uh, I can't keep plants alive, so <laughs> I'm pretty confident that's why. Don't water that one either, Kyle. <laughs> that's so adorable. I can't wait to put this up. This is. So cute and very good. I'm so impressed and squishy. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I went to the I post office I was looking, myself. <laughs> I wasn't thanking you, but I was looking at you, which makes it very weird. Thank you for going to the post office. Like, I never do that, and I'm sorry. And you've been busy, and that's why I'm only just getting it, Matthew. Sorry. Yep. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hey, what? The four R's. Okay. <laughs> Rate, review, rubscribe, and recommend. Yeah. I can't emphasize enough how much that actually helps. Yeah. Yeah. And we need we need it. Yeah. To give it to us. Yeah. And I can't emphasize <laughs> enough how much I understand not doing it, but it literally takes five minutes. So yep. just right now. Yep. While you're listening to our Gays and Straightest. Because you can only have to listen to this part and it's fine. Yeah. Gays and Straightest? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Wait. No. Oh. I want to say. Okay. Hey, some Gata. Oh, some post data in Gaius and Stratus in Gaius and Stratus. I know. Right. Cox back to Cox. <laughs> it, it, it always comes back. It to always Cox, comes back Kyle. to Cox. I, I legit think like, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, anyway, I, he, his study on stereotypes, like he should be hosting this podcast and not us. Cause he knows. Um, so in the podcast episode, I listened to, he talked to, I, I think us doing Gaius and Stratus, like, you know, some people are like, ah, is that perpetuating stereotypes or what have you? And and uh, hearing him talk about it, it helped confirm to me that it is useful. Mm. He he talked about like, I mean, w- having the desire to be good is, is important. But the next step is then awareness of when you have these biases. And I think we are in a lighthearted way pointing out times where we have these biases. If we wanted to, we could take the next step of like his suggestion on helping mitigate is like then saying a statement that that's the opposite. Like he talked about like, Oh, girls can't be good at math. And then the opposite statement is like, that's not true. Women can be good at math. Like, you know, like we could do a more rigorous exercise to make sure we fully, but it it just helped confirm. This is a good segment. I like it. I, I feel good about it. Great. That's awesome. what I wanted to say, based on data now, based on a stereotype researcher. Excellent. Now you go first on the thing that I feel good about. Let's have more cocks on the show. Right. I, I, I support this. Um, <laughs> the gayest thing about me this week, uh, I was at my dad's house in Yakima briefly and uh, I w- m- was maybe slightly bored and, and hopped on the apps just to see how weird the apps are in eastern Washington. Um, and, uh, end up talking to somebody there who we were chatting and they're like, Oh, you're a podcaster. I was like, yes. 
Fast forward, we have a new WoW guild member that I recruited <laughs> off of Grinder in Yakima. Grinder is our like guerrilla marketing plan, <laughs> guerrilla marketing plan. Yep, absolutely. He's also adorable. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week, my Jeep smells awful. <laughs> I don't know what's going Jeep on. Jeep is not a euphemism. <laughs> no, my actual human Jeep. Yeah. Why did I say that? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I must have spilled something in there, or maybe like like there's. I I don't know. It just has this like musty, gross smell, mm. and. I think the straight part is that I'm not really investing that much time in figuring it out or fixing it. I'm just kind of dealing with it. Yeah, it's not a problem if it's not a problem to you. That's right. Right, exactly. Anyway. Um, my gayest is that I got a haircut finally. It's been 10 years and I mm-hmm. finally got a haircut and the stereotype is gays are most powerful right after their haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt I felt that. I really felt that. Yeah, um, you've got like an aura about you. Yeah, it, it, it involves... Short sides and curly front. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, my straightest, I crossed off what I originally wrote when you, <laughs> oh, yeah. in a very sad puppy way, could not open a wine bottle. It was a twist off, interestingly, and just held it out like <laughs> someone do this. And, and I took it and opened it very easily. Like, yeah, not that it was that difficult. It, just the idea of taking something and opening it is just like, this is what straight dudes do for their women. Yep. Yep, you butch bro unscrewed it. Unscrewed so good. That's uh, it. Yeah, uh, a listener's oh, case or straightest. That's not it. Um, so this one is from Aiden Ashkenazi. Eden. Eden Ashkenazi. This one's from Eden Ashkenazi. Hi, I'm Eden, a relative... I'm Eden, a relatively new listener, like three weeks, and a definitely new patron of the show. I'm a pan-cis woman... Though I hate the word woman and always have, but something happened just now to me that was so queer, I just had to share it. (laughs) So I'm going to call it queerest and straightest. First, some background. I'm currently listening to your back catalog, but I'm going backwards. So every time you do corrections, I have to wait for the next episode to figure out the context of the mistake slash correction, which has become a little game that I play. I have now reached episode 167, Rubber. My queerest is that when I read the description for the episode, I immediately recognized the name Pup Amp and knew who he is because I followed him on Tumblr before the great porn purge of 2018, TM. I have in my past stumbled upon in my jerking off Amp, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm not against it. He's on the wall of my playroom. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Well, who's who's not? <laughs> uh, my straightest is Don't that while... A... I'm not? Send me a dick pic and you go on the wall. Uh, oh, no, I, I don't do that. All right. My straightest is that while I was listening to the show, I was stressing over the fact that I don't have a dress for my friend's wedding and she is getting married in like two weeks. Something about both the stress over not having an outfit and the amount of times I've gone shopping online and in person <laughs> without finding one feels decidedly straight girl to me. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for all that you do. Love, Eden. Oh, I love those. Those are great. Thank you. Um, so that's it. That's it. I have no more research to give you. Great. Do, do you have names of I'm people to research. read so we can thank you? Uh, thank you? Thank you to Cox and the other dude. Rule. Rule. Cox, Cox rule. rule. <laughs> how did we just get to that? How did we just now make that connection? Wow. I'm so disappointed in us. I know. Stop the episode. We're doing it Jeez, over. Jeez. Let's insert that earlier. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Super Gap Bridges, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, uh, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, uh, Chris Kachatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. 
That is it. This has been Gage from the CN and Javi studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Gates. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week, you filthy animals. I mean, there were there were lots of people saying the '60s, right? That oh, like yeah. like gay as homosexual as opposed to happy was making the turn. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. To your point, like radar had to happen, and then gay had to be being used specifically for homosexuals, and then the someone song, had to get witty. Radar had to come out. Yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly. No, not that. Never no, that. We're not. It's too bad. That's not on the episode. <laughs>